Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Hello, everyone. We're on our third podcast this month related to investigations. And this is a really fun topic for me because I love doing investigations. It's like putting together a little puzzle. And I actually wish I had more time to do it. Running the firm and doing the advice and counsel and the training I also do, it's hard for me to do too many investigations, but I love them and I love teaching people how to do them. We have a three-day intensive that we do that is so much fun where we help people really hone their skills in this area. So today we're going to talk about confidentiality which is a big deal. As many of you may know, the California legislature and even Congress um, have been focused on confidentiality regarding workplace complaints recently. There are all sorts of new rules and laws about what you can put in settlement agreements and confidentiality agreements when it comes to requiring people to maintain confidentiality. There's one really big reason that confidentiality in investigations is important, and that's because it prevents retaliation. Remember, retaliation is when someone involved in the investigation, and and retaliation isn't just about investigations, but in the investigation context. Retaliation comes up when someone involved in the investigation is punished or mistreated because of their participation in that investigation. So who's protected against retaliation? Well, the obvious one people know about is the complainant, right? The person who raised the complaint. But so are the witnesses. So if a witness is interviewed as part of an investigation, somebody finds out, they're upset, they think that the witness may have shared information that uh, they didn't want shared, and they treat the person differently, that's a problem. You know, who else is protected against retaliation is the respondent or the accused. The person who is actually accused of engaging in the inappropriate conduct or or doing the thing that the complainant is upset about. The interesting thing there is, remember, it's not retaliation to take action in response to the findings of the investigation. So if I'm found um, to have um, made some inappropriate racial comments at work, and now I'm going to be disciplined for that, that's not retaliation, right? My employer is taking action to address my misconduct. Retaliation is when someone is unfairly targeted. Maybe they're transferred. Maybe their pay is cut. Maybe they're just iced out of meetings, right? That's what we're talking about with retaliation. So let's get back to confidentiality. Because here's the thing you have to know. People are not very good secret keepers. So the other day, my 12-year-old daughter, Ella, came home. She was very upset because someone at school had revealed a secret that she told them. And she was very upset. And she said, mom, what could I have done to prevent that? I looked at her and said, nothing, sweetie. People don't keep secrets. You you really can't tell someone something if you don't want someone else to know it, right? That's just a reality of human nature. So it's a little bit of a false narrative to be in an investigation and say to the person you're interviewing, this is confidential. I need to ask you to not speak about this issue, at least until the conclusion of the investigation, right? Because I've done investigations, for example, where I've said that to a witness. 
I go to get in the elevator and the witness is on the phone talking to someone. Oh yeah, I just met the investigator. She's fine. The questions weren't very hard. And I'm like, hello, did you not understand what I meant about don't talk about this? So we ask for confidentiality because it prevents retaliation, but it's really hard for people to keep secrets. Okay. And there are various laws out there, which I won't get into right now. There are certain situations when you can't require someone to maintain confidentiality. The National Labor Relations Board, if you're in the private sector, has gone back and forth on this issue. The reality is you're always going to be safe saying, I need to ask you to keep this confidential at least until the conclusion of the investigation, right? And I will often say to preserve the integrity of the investigation, I need to ask you to keep this confidential, right? I want them to understand it's a big deal. I also will often say, listen, as part of my job doing this investigation and being an impartial investigator, I want to make sure I get information that is directly from the witness. If you go tell someone that you've spoken to me and you share what we've talked about, I'm not necessarily getting their own perspectives or their own thoughts because those perspectives and thoughts are going to be colored by what you may have told that person about the interview process. So it's very important for you to understand that confidentiality is critical, but it's probably not going to ever be perfect. Right? People will talk. This is why you need to do these investigations as quickly as you possibly can. This is why the investigation should not be stretched out beyond what time is necessary. Again, there may be complications. There may be issues that come up. There may be things that need to be addressed, but confidentiality can only last so long, right? So you really want to make it clear to the folks who you're interviewing why confidentiality is important. Many employers will actually have them sign a statement where they agree to keep the information confidential. Again, there are some legal issues there that you want to talk to your counsel about, but generally that's acceptable, at least in the private sector. So this confidentiality piece is not only about keeping the witnesses quiet, but it's also about you as the investigator not talking about the investigation. So the other day I'm at lunch with my mom there's another lawyer I know having lunch and she's talking to a colleague. Maybe it was a client. I'm not sure. She's talking about an investigation she's doing right now. She's using names. She's using the employer's name. She's talking about the allegations. So I'm trying to plug my ears and my mom is saying, honey, are you hearing that? Do they do what you do? I'm like, mom, don't listen. We're not supposed to be hearing this. I'm sure the lawyer didn't give it a second thought, right? But the truth of the matter is you don't know who's sitting next to you. You don't know who's at the gym next to you. You don't know who's in the elevator with you. You don't know who knows someone who knows someone who knows someone who's at your house to play hearts one night, right? So be very, very careful about keeping this information confidential. And that goes right along with what you do after an investigation is over, right? It should still be confidential. You don't want to be sitting around swapping war stories with folks about what happened in this investigation you did five years ago. I always imagine an investigation when it's done being put in a folder, all tied up in a neat bow, put on the shelf. I know many of us use electronic 
storage and, and we keep our reports in other ways. But the visual for me is I wrap it up in a, in a little um, folder with a bow and it's done. So it's really important for me to compartmentalize and make sure that I put that folder away. So that investigation is done, right? I wrap it up neatly with a bow and that investigation is done. Now, if I need to refer to that investigation because something related comes up later, great. I've got that report. I've got my notes. I've got everything I need. But the idea is you wrap it up in a pretty bow and you put it away. Because although very interesting, and actually it's why I love investigations, they're juicy, there's a lot to talk about, and there are a lot of, of matters I've investigated that involve really public people and really public issues. It, it's hard not to talk about them sometimes. So I have to give myself this visual of I'm putting it away. So the confidentiality is not just about the witnesses. It's also about you as the investigator. Now, the other people who have to keep this confidential are the folks who are going to be implementing whatever action needs to be taken as a result of the investigation. So even if you find there's no misconduct, right, you know, you didn't substantiate any of the factual allegations, there still may be some action that the employer needs to take. And the folks who are taking that action don't necessarily need to know all the facts of the investigation, right? They just need to know, all right, well, what needs to be done here? And they'll say to you, oh, well, just send me the report so that I'm real clear about what's going on here. No, I'm not sending you the report. You don't need to know, right? There's a big difference between I need to know and I want to know. My own personality, I always want to know. I'm always interested in what's going on. But I often don't need to know. And that's a really important thing for you to keep in mind as the investigator. You only share this information with people who need to know. Now, internally, very often what happens is the investigator will finish the investigation. The report will be given to someone in the organization who will then decide, all right, do we have a policy violation? Do we have an issue? Do we need to take some action? So many times the investigator is really done as soon as they hit send on that report, right? But in other organizations, especially ones that are small and don't have a lot of folks that are very departmentalized, they may be part of that decision-making process. So they need to be careful what they're sharing about that investigation as part of that process. So confidentiality is how we preserve the integrity of the investigation. And you have to be committed to it 100% while still recognizing that it's possible that people won't maintain confidentiality. So I want you to think about, I always imagine that people are tape recording me. We don't tape record interviews unless we're required to, either by the law or by the client. But I pretend I'm being recorded because I always want to remember, hey, even though people are supposed to keep this interview confidential, they may not. So I need to be careful how I'm saying what I'm saying, that I'm making sure that I'm giving all of the usual statements that I give about no retaliation and confidentiality and my role as the impartial investigator. So it's important to be on your toes when you're doing these interviews, right? So you'll have one part of your brain that's remembering about confidentiality and, and the 
process of the investigation and another part of your brain where you're focusing on what questions do I need to be asking? Where am I trying to get to in this interview? So confidentiality is important for everyone. I do suggest that you have a policy about confidentiality in investigations. Even if you're in the public sector, there are valid policies that you can implement. Obviously work with your lawyers to do that, but it's important for you to have something to show employees if you learn that they have violated confidentiality and it did interfere with the investigation. You wanna be able to say, look, I told you not to do it and here's where we say it in the handbook or here's where we have it in our department operations manual. So confidentiality is an important issue for you to think about when you're either conducting internal investigations or when you're hiring someone externally to do so. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. See you next time. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Twitter and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.